blink that had a language all its own. It was a look that held the evocative message that would ultimately keep me in its grasp and set me off on the nine separate journeys over a two-year period that formed the foundation of this book. What is the matter with you? Those miners seemed to say. How is it that you know nothing about us, our lives, this world? Here was coal, a $27 billion industry, the fastest-growing energy source on the planet. And here were the guys who dug it. Every time we flip on a light switch, we burn a lump of coal. My daily life was intimately connected to these people, dependent on them. And yet, up until my time in that mine, I knew nothing about them or their world. It was humiliating. It seemed wrong in some inexplicable way. In writing Hidden America, I wanted to make that wrongness explicable. I wanted to connect my life to the people who make it livable and, maybe, reintroduce America to some of its forgotten self. Who are the people who pick our vegetables, grow our beef, haul our stuff to the marketplace, make our trash disappear? Moreover, how did that become such a difficult question to answer? It seems to me we used to know the people who made our lives livable. We were more than likely related to them. In a pre-industrial America and in a small-town America, there was Uncle Charlie with his cows, Cousin Mike coming by with his truckload of hay, Aunt Sarah and her basket of lima beans, and, of course, the milkman. The raw material and the labor of the everyday had personalities associated with them, as well as culture and history. That's all gone now. We live in cities, suburbs. We are busy. We expect electricity, a temperature-controlled environment, food, speed, and minimal inconvenience, i.e. not a stinky horse, in getting from here to there. We expect somebody to take our garbage away and do something with it so we don't have to think about it. We expect the shelves in our malls to be stocked with the things we need when we need them. We have work to do, papers to sign, mortgages to make. We are civilized. We don't meet the cattle whose briskets we eat. We don't know the shape or the color of the hands that pick our lettuce, peaches, or celery. If the disconnect between us, the people who demand, and them, the people who supply, says anything about us, it's probably not flattering. And yet, in Hidden America, I am not advocating for some so-called simpler time, all of us chopping our own wood to fuel the stove, wringing the necks of chickens in order to feed our kids, gathering wheat, rolling oats, spinning cotton or wool. As anyone with a flat screen knows, the simpler time is now, and I'm all for it. Instead, I'm inviting America to steal a glance into these worlds, some hugely complicated industries, some tiny and private contributions, to wander with me and consider the everyday anew. Everything you know about America— all the history, all the politics, all the lessons from all the economic indicators, all the arguments from the red states and the blue, is irrelevant when you are sitting in a coal mine or staring at a radar screen showing thousands of airplanes flying at once or wrangling 500 pregnant red Angus cows beneath a blazing hot desert sunrise. Some months after I left the coal mine, I was about 250 miles above the Arctic Circle, a few miles off the shore of Alaska, in the frozen Beaufort Sea, on a man-made island where the temperature hung around minus 45 degrees. 
I tilted my fur-lined hood in such a way as to deflect the wind as I listened to a guy talk about a stuck drill bit, making no mention of the fact that his mustache had turned into a bristle of ice. The small society of workers I got to know on that frozen island where no one left for weeks and sometimes months at a time enacted a drama underscoring the intensity of America's thirst for oil, of course, but also gave me insight into a certain kind of love, a brotherhood born of survival, and allowed me to witness private acts of heroism in combinations that shifted, yet again, my relationship to the everyday conveniences of modern life. I went to Los Angeles County, California, where I tumbled atop a mighty machine rolling down steep cliffs of garbage nearly as high as the coal mine in Ohio was deep, and pondered the quietly brilliant work of American engineers who 50 years ago set out to...